The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We have a Monday Night Football recap. The Saints beat the Chargers 30-27 to in overtime, but this isn't the end of the week because we have Tuesday Night Football. It's 2020. No one knows what the hell is going on. There's a pandemic re-raging, apparently. We won't get into that. But the Titans and Bills are going to play on Tuesday night, and then there won't be Thursday night football. So as a result, a slight adjustment to our schedule. Sort of, uh, of course, we will have a preview Tuesday night show for you where we'll give you out some picks. Uh, we didn't hit on the Justin Herbert over rushing yards, so my bad on that. We did smash the Alvin Kamara receiving yards. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike McClure. I got to, why do I not take Mike McClure's advice? He hits him all the time for sports at sportsline.com. You go to sportsline.com slash join, use promo code white or it'll help RJ white out. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, 12 catches, 122 yards in this game. That overhead. Anyway, joining me now to break this all down that my point was check out the feed. Lots of podcasts in there. Ryan Wilson, John Breach. Uh, what's going on, fellas? No TNF, but tune F. Tune in. That's what we're, that's what we call Are you, you going to trademark that? Because if you're not, I've got a guy and I'm going to call him right after this podcast. Oh, this is a crazy audio. game, Brent. I don't even know why you're slow. Oh, Maybe it's because look, it. It a crazy if, if this game happened last year, Brent would be in tears right now because his boy Philip Rivers blew the lead, but we take him out of the equation. Now Brenton can just talk about this all smiley. Oh, I, I love a Chargers loss now. It's great. <laughs> and you love to see it because Mike, a, Mike Badgley, aka the money badger, a, the guy who trademarked his own nickname as a kicker, like saying mm-hmm. he's the, the guy who bangs money down as a badger on the field. And what are you doing, pal? You bang down field goals for money? You're supposed to be that good. He doinks one off the inside of the upright. It drops short at the end of regulation. The game goes to overtime. The Saints get a field goal and then get a stop. Um, unfortunately, most of this game was me dealing with Pete peacocking his ass off, Pete Prisco peacocking his ass off about Justin Herbert playing well. Herbert, 20 of 34, 264 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, Should have had one pick. What's his face? Dropped it. In the fourth Malcolm quarter. Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Bad drop. I would I actually don't. argue that. Um, you better not say what I think you're about to say. What was I going to say? That Drew Brees played better than Justin Herbert? No, no, no God, no. I, oh, okay. I just think that, I think that Herbert, just like the Tampa Bay game, what they're doing with Herbert, and this is fine. 
They are the the Chargers are running the ball. They're bootlegging Herbert out. They are Ryan. All the things that we said about Herbert that we didn't like coming out of college. They are they are designing ways to accentuate his strengths and downplay his weaknesses. And that's what good coaching does. So credit to Anthony Lynn for doing it. That's they're not like unleashing Justin Herbert and he's just he's just setting everything on fire. They're bootleg, they're giving him easier looks down low. And then they're playing up to his arm strength and he, they're giving him shots down the field. And the Saints did a terrible job of covering them. Um, Mike Williams had a wide open touchdown, uh, deep down the right side for that, uh, the fourth touchdown. Uh, Mike Williams smoked Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, that was a great play. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore was there, but you can't out jump a guy who's six inches taller than you can, has a 50 inch. Oh, no. You, are you talking about the one? That was also literally the, the only touchdown. thing. That was literally the only thing the Chargers did the entire second half, though. What? That, that throw. That 60, yeah. 40 yard touchdown. Right. I mean, we we're sort of saying this in Slack. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. Did the Chargers, do we look at this as an outstanding offensive performance from the Chargers or was it a really great effort with some big plays against a Saints team that didn't show up in prime time and then stole a victory? You can go ahead, Breach, because I know you, have, I know you have thoughts. I thought it, it, all things equal that this game should have been the final score, something like 16 to 13. Saints. Because if you look at what the Chargers did, uh, one of them, they got gifted a touchdown, Drew Brees throwing possibly the worst interception of the year, but maybe not because he's thrown a couple worse interceptions earlier this season. He's, he's thrown some bad picks. And this one, the Chargers returned to the one yard line. So that was basically a free touchdown that Drew Brees gave to the Chargers. And then another touchdown the Chargers got in the second half. They went three and out. Oh, and when the Saints do, they roughed the punter. So now the Chargers walk off 15 yards. They're 15 yards closer to the end zone. Chargers get a touchdown on that drive where they should have been stopped three and out. That's where the defense is just on the field. Because this is the, the, at this point, the Saints offense was struggling. The defense had been out there a while. So forcing a three and out was huge. And then that roughing the punter. So I really felt like the, the Saints just gave them two touchdowns. And obviously, New Orleans offense struggled. So I didn't feel like... Uh, you know, I, I, my jaw didn't drop watching either of his offenses. Justin Herbert has a strong arm, made some fantastic throws, but he also hit a huge wall there, uh, late second quarter, third quarter until that 64 yard touchdown to Williams. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a crazy, crazy game. And I also, at the end, uh, I don't know what Anthony Lynn was thinking starting off that the, the drive with the 50 yard field of the Badgley missed. He ran a draw, a draw on the first play. What are you doing? What are you uh, doing? The, the only reason you run that a uh, draw is if you're trying to run the clock out to go to overtime, you, you don't just dis- mission accomplished. It makes no sense. It makes no sense because then you have time left to get a little bit closer and you're not making your kicker try a 50 yard field goal. A 50 yard field goal with under a minute left to play is like a 50 50 shot. The, they, there's they the average, nerves in play. It's insane. They average 3.5 yards per rush in, in this game. Okay. That's not. That's not great. I mean, it's you know, it's okay though. I mean, you know, average six point five yards per pass. That's not mind blowing either. But the one thing they were doing well was pushing the ball downfield with Justin Herbert's arm on busted coverages from a Saints secondary that just isn't playing well right now. And Dennis Allen was getting out coached by 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 your boy Shane Stitchum. I don't know if this is just a function, as Breach mentioned, of Justin Herbert being able to throw the ball two hundred yards in the air. Because he's had so many wide ass open touchdown passes down the field, more than any other quarterback I can remember over a four or five game stretch. Killing so, me, Ryan. It's killing. So I don't know if he's just they're scheming people open because are those just blown coverages and it's coincidence? 
but he is um, getting those wide open looks and he is connecting on them. He's incredibly accurate on those throws. So that's encouraging. And like you said earlier, Brinson, he is playing out of his mind. I see it every week. It's so impressive how well he's playing. And I think a lot of it is he's being helped, but he also has to do some of these things. Dwayne Haskins can't do these things, whether it's scheme or otherwise, he hasn't done them. Um, Joe Burrow's he had, had, he had seven passes of 25 air yards or more. Yeah. And, and one of those was <laughs> the 17 yard touchdown pass to Keenan Allen. That's not a throw that a lot of quarterbacks. Made. He was throwing off his back foot because he had just been hit. Keenan Allen was covered. He had to put it in the corner of the end zone. It was an absolute laser and it was 32 air yards, even though it was only a 17 yard touchdown pass. And oh, no, I'm at 25, sorry, not air yards, 25 yards or more down the field from the last. Okay. Well, this one was 32 field. air yards okay. anyway after. Herbert had been hit and kind of throwing off his back foot. And that's not an easy throw to make because once you're in the end zone, there's no more room uh, and it's not easy to get your receiver. And so I thought the one to Keenan Allen, even though Keenan Allen eventually left the game after that throw, because he had a back injury. You oh, you're right. Him. Actually, if you look at this chart, it, the, uh, the point of release on the touchdown to Keenan Allen uh, doesn't show up. Like you can't see like on the next gen stat charts, you can't see where he threw it from because it was so far back and he was running for his life. Look, he made some great plays down the field there. If, so I was anti-Justin Herbert coming into the season, coming out of the draft. Pete Prisco was pro-Justin Herbert. I got nothing on him right now. Say what Ryan got old takes exposed. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to, there's nothing to say. Like if you were anti-Justin Herbert, you have to decide at this point, am I going to like plant my flag on this no, stupid mountain of, of, of he's not good or I'm going to roll with this rookie might be good. Now look, you got to remember Baker Mayfield almost won rookie of the year, his rookie year. Last year, there people were talking in Cleveland like, do we draft another quarterback in the first round? I mean, it's this is an ebb and flow situation. Herbert looks awesome. He is making big throws. He shocks me every week with some of the plays he makes. He also almost every week makes a dumb turnover. He didn't make it this week. That's a rookie. It's rookie. yeah, he Fine. should have, but he didn't, and that's that's okay. I mean, yeah, he outplayed Drew Brees. And I'll say this: like I talked oh, to yeah. Justin Herbert at the at the Senior Bowl. I interviewed him for. HQ, like doing a stand up because you can talk to anyone there. The nicest kid, and he is a kid. He's 22 or whatever. Yep. Incredibly humble. And I, the old takes exposed that I got last week, I tweet, I tweet once a year. This is the one that blew up my face. I tweeted at during the USC game where he was playing like dog crap. And I asked him straight up, I said, So that game seemed to be a turning point for you because you played terribly in the first half. And he said, uh, Thank you. That's a great question. And, you know, he went into his answer. And he very well could have said, why don't you shut up, you old ball guy? You don't know what you're talking about. But um, the questions about Justin Herbert were, could he be a leader? Because he's very soft-spoken. He grew up in Eugene, Oregon. He'd never been outside of the, the state. Yeah, his teammates are around. And by the way, being good at your job, you don't have to be a rah-rah guy. And he's been very good at his job. Um, I think this is his third or fourth star. I can't remember which one. But either way, they're a better football team with him than Tyrod Taylor. It sucks that Tyrod lost his job, but that's reality. They're one <laughs> Steve, what is Steve Lee? Steve Lee, he's like, yeah, Justin Herbert forced his hand. It's like, no, 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 no. He did not force his hand. But the doctor who plunged the needle into Tyrod Taylor's lungs forced, forced Andy Lynn's hand. Weird, weird That's fact. Who forced his hand. That doctor's name? Dr. Herbert. I don't know if there's a relation. Spachimin. Uh, yes. Yeah. You guys want a fun fact about Justin Herbert? First yes. rookie in NFL history to throw four touchdown passes in a Monday night game. That's, wow, that's, just, that's surprising. Uh, also, by the way, Justin Herbert, I, I'm not, not a QB wins guy. They are 0 4. Yeah. They're a much better team with, than they are with Tyrod Taylor. Absolutely. They're 0 4. And when you look at the three losses that Herbert has started, 
against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. They they saw four. He started all four. They were winning that game 17 to six. And then they lose 23 to 20 against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They were winning that game 24 to seven. And then they lose 38 to 31. And then obviously tonight they were winning 20 to three. It's amazing that he just played three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm going to, I'm assuming Mahomes gets in at this point and they were winning. He he outplayed all of them in the first half and then disappeared in the second half. So you know, it's funny breach. Um, our perspective of the Chargers compared to the perspective of the Falcons, who do the exact same thing every week, diametrically opposed. The Falcons are straight up dog doo doo, and we love the Chargers. I do think it helps the Chargers have one win, so you, like that gives you <laughs> right. that buys you a little bit of leeway. It's also like Justin Herbert's been way better than Matt Ryan this year. Like yeah. he like he's making throws that like you would see Matt Ryan making his MVP season deep down the field. It helps if you're starting a rookie quarterback, you're competitive against good teams and you're, you're, and like, you're like, Oh, well, it, it makes all the difference in the world. If you're trotting a rookie quarterback out there and he's throwing bombs all over the place and it makes you feel like you got some hope for the future. By the way, as a friend of the program, Greg Rosenthal of NFL media points out, the Chargers are currently missing a Pro Bowl wide receiver. This is during the game. A Pro Bowl wide receiver, a Pro Bowl guard, a Pro Bowl defensive end, a Pro Bowl cornerback. He didn't mention Marquise Pouncey, I don't believe. Pro Bowl center. All pro safety, starting running back, starting right tackle, starting defensive tackle, and starting linebacker. I keep asking, and I asked Danny Woodhead on the, the fantasy football Twitch stream, is there something with the doctors in charge, in Chargers land? And nobody knows, except the guy jabbed Tyrod Taylor with a needle. Maybe somebody kicked the doctors out and get some new doctors. They're always hurt in, in Los Angeles. It literally seems like the Chargers and Eagles think you qualify for the Super Bowl by who have, has the most injured players. Because those two teams, it seems like we're always talking about injuries. Sorry, Debo. And one interesting thing that Ryan said earlier, that he said it so nonchalantly, was just about how Justin Herbert outplayed Drew Brees. And the reason that's interesting is because we all watched Drew Brees play. He, he looked noodle-armed again, but somehow... Oh. He threw Reach. for 325 yards Reach. and came Reach. through with. Why don't you wait and tell us after the break? Okay. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. So keep going about Drew Brees. No, I was just going to say, we all watched Drew Brees play. And, and Ryan said before the break, uh, that he and he said it nonchalantly, he said, hey, look, Justin Herbert outplayed Drew Brees. Like it was the most obvious thing in the world. And then you look at Drew Brees' numbers, you look at what Drew Brees did in the second half in the clutch when he had to. He wasn't making any throws that I would say wowed us. Uh, you know, maybe the one to Kamara down on the sideline, yeah. which was an equally good catch as it was throw. He put in a spot where only Kamara could get it. You don't have to give him credit. He underthrew Jared <laughs> Cook on that 41-yard touchdown, but he threw a 41-yard touchdown. And the thing is, Reach, you told us you could throw the ball 40 yards. That's, I, I rest my case. Ball 40 you can, you can, you can see, I mean, this is just basic eye test to me. You can see a discernible difference in the speed and velocity and trajectory of Drew Brees' passes than you could over the last like three or four years. Drew Brees' 
biggest enemy right now is gravity because that ball is moving like, in slow motion. Yeah. See, now I think, now I think what's interesting here though is that if you look at the second half, and I think maybe this is Breach's point, is he's not like firing darts into really tight windows and it's like only one guy can catch it, but he is, I think Drew Brees might be like 2015 Peyton Manning where the wily figured, old veteran. He's figuring out what he has to do to make certain throws. Was- I would contend that the Chargers defensive game plan sucked in the second half. Why would you not Chargers just play the second half. eight guys underneath and make him beat you deep in the way that Justin Herbert beat the Saints deep? Make make Drew Brees make that throw. Yeah. Give him fifty yard looks wide ass open and let him do that. Don't let him throw checkdowns because that's all he is going to do. Anytime he was flushed out of the pocket and had to throw the ball downfield, it short hopped whoever the intended target was somewhere out of bounds. Second and half. If you had to guess, how many, uh, how many balls do you think Drew Brees threw that went 20 yards or more downfield from the line of scrimmage? Well, real quick, before I guess that second half numbers, Herbert was 11 of 21 for 151 yards, 155 yards, one touchdown. Drew Brees in the second half in overtime, 21 of 25 for 232 yards and a touchdown. Brees, Brees saddled up and stopped sucking and was like, I'm not going to lose to this rookie at home for the, like the team that cut me. If I had injured, if they drafted me, I'm going to find a way to win this game. How yeah. many balls do you think Drew Brees threw that were more than 20 yards down the field? Two would be my guess. Two, three. Two. I'll go three. A touchdown wow. to Jared Cook. That was wild. Which was underthrown. Yes. I don't know. We, I don't know where this, this talking point that he sacked up in the second half and said, I'm not going to lose it. He, he looked like he didn't want to be out there the way he was he, playing. He, he was gimpy. He kept being replaced by Taysom Hill. The Saints feel a little scotch tapey right now. Yeah, I, I am much more concerned about the Saints than the Chargers. And by the way, coming into this game, Justin Herbert, according to our buddies at Football Outsiders, seventh in value per play. Drew Brees is ninth, and I think he's ninth for the reasons that Breach sort of reeled off with the second half stats. You count Taysom Hill when he's when you pull Drew Brees out. Taysom Hill's so bad that Drew Brees' value shoots up. Taysom Hill scored, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, what an f you by Sean Payton. The game winning, the, the game tying touchdown. I was five that the second half. Directed at you, Brinson, with all your hating on Taysom Hill. Oh my god, I tweeted that like Sean Payton needs a Taysom Hill intervention, and then (laughs) naturally people are like quote tweeting it and replying with like at Sean Payton. You're like, no, 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 I don't need that. I need Sean Payton burning me down tomorrow on Twitter. Um, Drew Brees is not. I I just think that we don't need to thrash Drew Brees. We just need to understand what Drew Brees is. No, I'm not thrashing him, but I'm I'm saying you're you're not going to win with him. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you're winning the. I don't think you're winning the Super Bowl with him. Okay. And and that the plan? What would be, how would you rank out the how would you rank out the NFC South quarterbacks right now? That's that's a fun one. All right, should we do the geriatric QB rankings? So you want to update that? Uh, no, start with the NFC quarterback rankings because it might be Teddy one, Tom two, Drew three, and Matt Ryan four. I'm taking Tom, Teddy, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. No, I'd take Drew Brees over Matt Ryan right now, I think. I wouldn't. Put put Matt Ryan in this Saints offense. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now look, Mike Thomas isn't there. I get all that, but the reality is he still can't throw the ball more than ten yards down the field. Ryan put but, Drew Brees in the Falcons offense. They're zero and five. Yeah, and he has no arms. Same as Ryan. <laughs> you put Drew Brees in the Falcons. Well, actually, is it secretly like Jameis's three? <laughs> I, 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 that's four. not a crazy crazy statement there, Brinson. It's not. Um, um, I I think if you if you tossed if you rotated the quarterbacks. Into the Saints offense with Sean Payton, that offensive line and those weapons. And let's see. I mean, 
we've seen Teddy in that offense. He went five and out. So I think you could argue that Teddy is a better quarterback right now than Drew Brees. I don't think that that is that crazy. I think Matt Ryan would be the best in those situations. And then Tom Brady and then Teddy and then Drew Brees. Yeah. And this is, by the way, the same person who days ago had Drew Brees number two in the geriatric QB rankings. Me? Yeah, you. I'm no, Philip no. Rivers? No, it was, it was, sorry, Breach. you're right. It was Breeze. I had Breeze ahead of Philip Rivers. That, I still believe that. In my mind, and he Big went ben. 21 to 25 for 225 yards. Philip Rivers is throwing pick sixes, backbreaking pick sixes against the Cleveland Browns. Whoa, Drew okay, no, so, hold on. so Drew Breeze throws at the worst pick of the season per you. Exact words that you said. <laughs> and his guy season. gets tackled the season. one. The guy, that guy didn't score. It wasn't a pick six. The guy wasn't a pick six. A one wasn't and you don't count as a pick six. Wasn't F a pick off, six. bro. That is no, just they, as bad. They won. The Saints won, though. But you, no, that doesn't matter. You also had Breeze ahead of Big Ben. Of course that matters. That's how you get to the Super Bowls by winning games, Ryan. That means Justin know. Herbert's a bad quarterback because he had one Super He had one yeah, game. I mean, you using mean? your logic, you, Andy Dalton's the worst player in the history of uh, organized football. I'm not going to turn this into an Andy Dalton podcast. I refuse to take the bait. Hadn't had a full Dickie <laughs> was Debo will cut this podcast off if we start talking about Andy Dalton. I, I don't blame him. We're going to have plenty of Andy Dalton talk. Um, All right, so the, the Saints are three and two. They're tied with the Panthers and the Bucks in that division. I don't know what the, uh, I don't know who's ahead of whom based on strength of schedule and all that, but, uh, Saints make the playoffs? I think yes. Um, I'll tell you right now, by the way, who's ahead. It is New Orleans in first place because they have the head to head tiebreaker and they're one and oh in division in the division, whereas Tampa Bay and, and Carolina are both one and one. What, what a, if you're Arthur Blank, if you weren't going to fire, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're After, like, yeah. really, really? We're the only team in the division without a win. The only team not tied for first in the division. We are three in the loss column behind the Carolina Panthers. So the, the, the Bucks and Saints and Panthers are almost identical in terms of their strength of victory and strength of schedule. And, and it's all, it's all very close. It's a dogfight right now. It's going to come down to, it's going to come down to fluky injuries to important players. It's going to come down to the money badger banging, uh, you know, balls off the upright. Dunking balls off the upright. And it'll probably come down to what happens with the NFC West, honestly. Well, I mean, I know you don't want to hear this, but the NFC North has two teams that are four and one. The Bears will not make the playoffs. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> done and done. I, I, the NFC North has three teams with four wins. The what? Now three- here's where it gets interesting with the Bears. As I say this, and oh, sort, of, yes. sort of panicking. Do you know who the so um, the Saints are on by next week? Yeah, Drew Brees getting an arm transplant. I heard they need that. They need they need that by Michael Thomas will be back after the bye. They host back the with Panthers. James Winston's arm sewed onto his body. <laughs> Sixty. <laughs> or, or you just like you have like like a like a you know remember that the, the big thing we did with um I got what's his name the Forty Nineers quarterback with the Jim, speaker Jimmy G back, the Berg. Steve DeBerg. Oh, Steve DeBerg, yeah. Like, instead of like a speaker, you like, you give Drew Brees a lobotomy and you put his brain attached to like a neuron transmitter to Jameis Winston. 
and you put Jameis Winston's bot like Jameis Winston out there, but with Drew Brees' brain attached to his back. It might be easier just to do the arm transplant. That sounds like a lot of <laughs> wires to get crossed with the lobotomy talk. I think the NFL would notice that one. Do you remember that? Do you remember that horrible Michael Vick Photoshop of the Madden cover? Yeah, that was awesome. That was ESPN, I believe. Yeah, ESPN like made Michael Vick white. That's what yeah. that would look like. It would be like Drew Brees is out there with like this like long, not Drew Brees colored arm hanging off of his right shoulder. Yeah, you walk. Would you, you do both arms? That. Oh, let me ask you that. If you if you took one of James Winston's arms and put it on Drew Brees, wouldn't you just put both arms on there? Depends on how much time you have. You know, it's the bye week, so you got to hurry. No, up. because James fumbles, so you got to have one of Drew Brees' hands because that's the safe hand. That's it's the non fumbling like hand. Size arms. All right, anyway, the so the Panthers play the Bears this week. Then the Panthers play the Saints. Then the Saints play the Bears the week after that. Oh, so we'll know a lot in three weeks. In three weeks, uh, I will be taking an absolute either beating. A beating. If the Bears beat the Panthers and the Saints, I am taking a beating. Lean into it. Biggest three weeks of my life coming up. Um, And then the Saints. So the Saints have by Panthers at home, Bears on the road, Buccaneers on the road, 49ers at home in a game that is suddenly really, really important in the NFC, but doesn't feel as dangerous depending on what happens to those injuries. Falcons at home and Broncos on the road. Saints can rip off some wins here. I think the Falcons, I mean, you guys talked about this the other day. They're going to start winning some football games, so maybe those are some of those games. And let's not forget, the Saints won this game without Michael Thomas. You know, sure, he's punching teammates, but he's also the best offensive player on that roster. And you put him out there, and the Saints offense is just automatically better, whether it's because he's pointing double coverages or because he's the best guy at catching Drew Brees' slants that are coming out at eight miles an hour. Whatever the reason is, the offense is better. And so I do think once he's out there, you know, the Saints offense becomes 20% better instantly. One thing I would say, too, that if you look at Drew Brees' next-gen stats passing chart, there is this heavy concentration of completions to the short right area of the field right in front of the line of scrimmage, like exactly where a slant would be. And so I think they're trying to supplement the Michael Thomas absence. And I think when he gets back, if he is healthy, the Saints offense will be much improved. Because, like, you can say what you want about Drew Brees' arm and, you know, the lack of, like, whatever you want about the Saints. That's They can complete that pass to Michael Thomas 70% of the time minimum. Okay. Well, then they'll have to have 27 play drives consistently, and that defense has to play better. That's what they've been doing for, like, three years. The defense has to play better, though. The defense does have to play better. Okay, so, uh, by the way, coming up with the Chargers. We'll get out of here. The Chargers have. Oh, baby, Justin Herbert. Are you ready for some wins? Oh, God, the Bengals. <laughs> oh, better. Oh, my God, Justin Herbert's better rip off wins. Jets. Jets at home. Dolphins on the road. Jaguars at home and Raiders at home before the Broncos on the road. Yeah, you could get have a little stretch there. I think they. I think the Chargers will probably win. What? Are the, what's the? What are the? Chargers wait, wait, what, Brinson, what are you talking about? The Chargers schedule. Yeah, I think. I think you have the old schedule. Why would it bring up the old schedule on me? I don't know. What I, I think they have. A oh, because they moved all the games. God. They have like seventeen games moved. Here oh, is the right, correct Brinson, schedule. Brinson is just. So high on the Chargers right now. He want to see Herbert rip off 10 straight wins. It still might happen because they have a bye in week six, right, followed by Jacksonville at Denver, Las Vegas at Miami, and then the Jets. So it's the same teams, just in a different order. Yeah. Got you there. It's true. But they also have a bye this uh-huh. week to get, to get 
all okay. better because they're not healthy right now. So that yeah, they need, right they need to buy to get healthy. And then they get, yeah, Jacksonville, Denver, Vegas, Miami, New York. You got to win two or three of those. Herbert, go get some wins. Pal, pile them I, up. They could go four and one there. I don't oh, think that's crazy. It. Sure. You stop, stop it, the Falcons. Ryan. The Falcons. We need a, we need a end of the season list of every time Breach says, well, this team could go so and so and one and be right yes, back in it. And then when I'm right 80% of the time, you're going to be like, maybe Breach should just have a podcast where he just names stretches in the schedule where teams could go four and one. What was the name we came up with yesterday? It's like Andy Dalton. It's like one more thing about Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. He missed. Oh, he and the irony is that this clip actually fits Muscle. since that was the Chargers only win of the season when they didn't charge her because the Bengals outcharged the Chargers. That's right. All right. That's the podcast. That's the Monday Night Wrap Up. We'll be back tomorrow or today. You can check it out. Uh, Tuesday preview will be up in the, in the early afternoon. We'll have some, um, somebody said our Debo, have our props have been hitting. I thought our props were hitting. We had Kamara over receiving yards, right? They were better the first couple of weeks on these standalone games. I think the past week or two, it's it's been a little bit more of a struggle. But you'll get back on track, just like your okay. your picks. Your weekly picks started out super strong and not so hot in the past. Oh, two you weeks. know what? Hitting a stretch period, you can see the look at these look at these bags in my eyes. Yeah, this is I'm I'm dying here. Watch the YouTube channel. Yeah, go watch the YouTube channel. You can see these freaking four pound bags beneath my eyes. Well, that's why Wilson wears. On the other hand, Ryan Wilson's picks, he's 19 over against the spread. If you are betting on Ryan Wilson, you are rich. It does make sense to follow morons this year, like you and Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Follow guys who like aren't trying to win against the spread. Just like Ryan's, Ryan's like, well, this is clearly going to happen. You're the moron. Crush it. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.